0: Welcome back. Friday, November 17th, 2023. Happy birthday, Dr. Zudi Jasser. By the way, I don't have a monologue today. By the way, Mr. Bill, hello, good to see you. You were not at your station yesterday when we started the show. Clearly other important things. David Dahl, my producer, always at the station. We wouldn't have a show if he weren't there, unless Mr. Bill were covering for him, but since David was there, anyway. Miss Terry, anyway. of course. Yes. Anyway, I didn't write a um, monologue today because I just wanted to speak freely with y'all a little bit and welcome your calls too 2 Conversations I wanted to work through with y'all that I had uh, one last night, one this morning, one last night with a um, with a professor, college professor, and uh, who's back east. I was talking to him, and I said, you know, are we going to be okay? And he said, what do you mean? I said, "I, you know, look at the world. I mean, just look at the world. Look at what college students are up to. Bin Laden is trending again, beyond trending. He's become the most, what, popular author of college student, for college students in the last. He's the new, you know, he's the new Kurt Vonnegut for college students, I guess, or Saul Alinsky or something. I said, you got that, our own movement, the conservative movement, you know, it's got its internecing problems, the fight with Ben Shapiro and Tucker and Candace and that sort of thing, you know. Can we do this? (laughs) You know, are we able to? He said, well, I don't know. He said, but I think it's going to all look small soon. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, I don't want to freak you out. I just," He said, it just feels like something's rumbling here and something big could happen. And I was sharing that with a friend of mine this morning. And he said, "Well, what could that possibly mean?" I said, "Well, first of all, I don't I don't think any of us are feeling that we're not living through something convulsing right now. But this ground has been shaking for a while. Now maybe maybe we've gone through a lot of these big things and we're going through another one now." I said, but you know we have been through three or four maybe six or so years of a lot of um a lot of being thrown off our axes said i said it it didn't really start because of donald trump but something happened when he became president that i would put first on the political opposition to donald trump you think about A very otherwise transfer of power from Barack Obama to Donald Trump. The Democrats thought they were going to win. They didn't. And the next thing you know is nearly the entirety of the Democratic Party calls him, calls the American president illegitimate. But beyond illegitimate, they call him. The worst names you can plumb through his, from history: fascist, tyrant, Nazi, existential threat to the Constitution, existential threat to the country, unremittingly, for four years of that administration, that does something to a psyche, doesn't it? When you start thinking of your president, or if half the country can convince itself the American president is a fascist, that already does something. By the way, the media bought into it or helped propel it. I said, so that's 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 one thing that was convulsive here. And I think uh, more than just a stirring of the pot, but a roiling of waters that we hadn't seen before, not unremittingly the way it was. Then you had the Wuhan virus and everything we did around that, first of all. First of all, it exacerbated the language against the president on the one hand, but then it started pitting American against American, too, and family member against family member and loved one against loved one. And it, at the snap of a finger, changed every child in this country's universe. It yanked them out of school. It ended their extracurricular activities. It put them in fear and panic We closed churches, we closed synagogues, we closed 12-step meetings, we forbade family gatherings. I mean, every force of possible composition in society was snapped in half. And then in the midst of that year, if that wasn't enough—remember, all under a president who's a fascist and illegitimate— If that wasn't enough, everything that flew out of the death of George Floyd and the country saw civil riots and not so civil riots, unlike it had witnessed since the 1960s. We hadn't been through that kind of thing since the 1960s. And that further tore us apart. And put fear and apprehension into more and more people. And politics, rather than becoming, as how did Lewis put it, the way medicine should—politics should be thought of in a society, the way uh, a sick man should think of medicine, not the normal everyday fare, something you use when you're sick. And then politics started invading more and more places that were safe from Politics was then everywhere. And that's not normal. It was in the NBA. It was in the NFL. It was in the new normal and usual escapes, the cities of refuge from politics. That was everywhere. And then, of course, after we got through, uh, if we got through the rioting of 2020, if we got through Wuhan virus and everything that that did, we're now still cleaning up and we'll have a lot of cleaning up to do. From the downwash of it all, whether it's the mental health crisis, whether it's the economics of it, any number of things. I for, I didn't even mention the closing of businesses during the Wuhan as part of it, too, and work. Um, so that was, that was a series of convulsions. And then, of course, January 6th. And then, of course, everything after January 6th and after the 2020 election. And then... Just when you thought maybe, 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 maybe we were getting our footing back, Russia invades Ukraine. And then after that just started to calm down and maybe look a little bit like it was in the rear view mirror, the most explosive of aggressions of war in the Middle East we're not used to living like this. We're not supposed to be living like this. And so if you feel like things are just—have been knocked off their axle, if you think there's been a disturbance in the force—if you're like me, by the way, you do think that. I do feel that way. I don't know anyone who doesn't. I'd be curious to know if anyone in the audience feels that way. And then I think of someone like David, my producer— who's in his early 20s, and you think about the time period I've just described, which is about six years back now, right? Taking you to about, what, how old? Age 17 or so? Something like that. This is what you grew up with. You grew up in convulsion. You grew up in disturbance. And that should not be normal. That should not be normal. It isn't normal. It's abnormal. There's a word for it. It's abnormal. And people wonder why we're all on edge and everyone is on edge, it seems like. It seems like. So as I say, I didn't I didn't really write any of this down. It was just two conversations I had that I was thinking about that I just wanted to kinda express with you all in the audience and see what your thoughts on some of this were. Because I it's critically important. I mean critically existentially important that we get back on track. And yet I'm looking at some of the normal institutions we would go to for that. Now, a friend of mine said the good news about professional athletics is it's now less political than it was in 2020. They've kind of gone back a little bit. I don't know. Or has it become normalized there and we just don't find it as different anymore and new? But schools, colleges, universities— Churches, synagogues—I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, I think we need to. I know we need to. I don't know if we're about to. I'm Seth Leibson. Just some thoughts. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Six zero two five. Zero eight zero nine six zero. That's the Cheers theme song, one of the better theme songs ever. The best theme song? I don't know what it is. We should do a day on that when we're dealing with lighter issues, maybe, or we can add it. I don't care. It's all our territory, as Lincoln said. What is the best? You liked Hello, Larry. That that that's a good theme song. <laughs> Terrible show, but good theme song. Whenever we get Larry Elder on, we have to play it for him.
2: Yes, yes, we do.
0: It's about the character. Do you know what the Larry, the the character's name on the TV show is? Young David. No. Larry Alder. Alder. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah. So I think Larry Eld, and he becomes a radio host, right? And I think Larry Elder was Larry Alder actually, and he was you know practicing law and figuring how do I get into radio, and he must have seen that show, and he thought, well, I'll change my. Or something I don't know somewhere <laughs> something somehow we had it worked out once anyway uh, I want to come to you in a moment um, first let me go to Rob in surprise hi Rob hi Seth happy
2: Friday, happy Friday. Uh, nothing political uh, whatever it is
0: I agree with whatever you think okay so that all right that's makes it <laughs> makes life easier yeah
2: yeah you'd you'd mentioned a couple of days ago uh, you like Thunder Island but oh gosh yes did you know that joe walsh was the lead guitar player for that song
0: you're kidding me
2: no it's a true story uh released in 77 or so played out in 78 or so um you are kidding
0: me that would explain what part in part why i like it so much in part well
2: that's yeah that's that's a good point now of course my personal Jay Ferguson favorite is, has to be uh, Shakedown Cruise, but that came out a couple of years later, and it's nautical in nature. So naturally, that would be my preferred Jay Ferguson song. But uh, Thunder, uh, Thunder Island, I think was higher on the you know top fifty list. Is yeah, I don't think, I, think
0: I know Shakedown Cruise. Maybe Young David can pull it up, and we can go out with it, perhaps.
2: Oh yeah. Now also. You, did you know that Jay Ferguson was also a member of Spirit? Uh, so they did a song called "I Got a Line on You." Babe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That, he yeah. Was he had, for that. yeah, he had yeah. He kind of and then he did and then he went into kind of soundtrack stuff, didn't he? I can't remember exactly, but I think he did. T- oh, you know what he did? Do you he know what the he did? I remember he did the, the theme song office. for The Office. The Office. Yes, exactly. that's right. Was, he did the I theme. I was going to mention that.
2: Yeah, right. he was right. also in a band called JoJo Gun, which wasn't, I guess, very successful. But they came out after <laughs> Spirit did. Okay. But um, I just thought, you know, again with all the craziness of the world, maybe just a brief break. Good, or, or, you know, good G- musical trivia yes. that we could Thank all you. sit back and enjoy. Uh, and I'm, I'm fine with. Oh, and there is or was is a Thunder Island about I think it's up in Oregon somewhere. Uh, and so, you know, the song's all about him and a girlfriend and doing what they did growing up on Thunder, being on Thunder Island. And we know the rest. But, um, yeah, shit Shakedown <laughs> Cruise is also a, a really, it's, it's nautically sounding. It even has a bosun's pipe uh, in the song. But uh, Jay wrote that. And, uh, yeah, The Office, um, Joe Walsh, JoJo Gun, Spirits. Uh, play, feel free to play I got a line on you that came out in around 68 or so okay but um yeah I I thought that Jay Ferguson's Thunder Island came out while I was at the Naval Academy It but came now, out like
0: 77 maybe ish I'm thinking
2: yeah it did and that's when I graduated so um it may have come out in it, it was released in 77 and it probably got the popular uh airways sound in about 78 or so yeah. and that's um, I think it was number eight on Canada's top fifty and number nine on the U.S.'s uh, top fifty. But that's a great song.
0: Too. I remember the first time I heard it. I guess that's what we were talking about the other day, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it, it seems like I heard it at the Naval Academy, so maybe it did come out in like early to mid seventy-seven before I graduated. I don't know, but um, yeah, try a, if you if you do have a chance. And I know they've got like tube and everything. They've got uh down crews. Uh, which didn't go as high. I think that was only like 33 in the top 50 or top 100 yeah. songs. I think it was 79 or so. Um, I think you'd kind of like that too, even you know, with the nautical bends and so forth. I would. Was, I bet
0: I would. I'll give yeah. you a piece of trivia. You may maybe we've done it before. It's just so fascinating to me. I I, I worry I may have done it already, but you know, <laughs> I, I I do love Thunder Island. But you know what, my favorite, I think my favorite pop song of all time is. It was um, Thunder Island until I heard this song. Actually, Bill, Mister uh, Bill asked he, me the question. You know, do you ever think about if you've heard the best song you'll ever hear? Right? Yeah. And I thought that was true with Thunder Island until I heard Southern Cross. Southern Cross, yeah. And then I Cross figured I've heard man. the best song I've ever I'll ever hear. But you know what? A great piece of trivia about Thun, uh, Southern Cross. Speaking of people on there you didn't know were on there, David Crosby is not singing background vocals. He was too drugged out to show up for the recording. It was?
2: Uh, Stephen Stills.
0: Well, no, he led it, but background vocals was not David Crosby. It was?
2: Oh, boy. Well, it wasn't Neil Young. A
0: little-known musician you may have heard of named Art Garfunkel.
2: Art Garfunkel. I'll be darned. Isn't
0: that fun? Well, isn't that, that fun? That,
2: you got me on that one. That's, that's
0: great. Isn't that good?
2: That's wonderful. You caught yeah. me on
0: one, I'll get you on one. That was, yeah. That's, that's right. And it's the best I can tired. do. I think it's... No, <laughs> it's
2: <really
0: great>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no I, uh, I was listening to the monologue and I thought, oh, yeah, it can be depressing sometimes. We just maybe need to steer a little clear. Somebody else will bring up uh, the insanity of the world and Israel and Biden and... How everything's just going wrong. and Well, whatever. no, it's important. You know, this so was part of the conversation
0: with my friend this morning. You know, Paul, easy for me. I mean, it's hard for me to do because I'm in this business. And he said, well, one of the things, you know, if you weren't in any other business, you might just not pay so much attention to politics. I, I can't not, obviously. But <laughs> junkie, the point. you're a junkie, right? <laughs> well, there's something to the point, though. I, I, I do have the C.S. Lewis quote in front of me. A sick society must think. Much about politics, as a sick man must think much about his digestion. To ignore the subject may be fatal cowardice for one, as for the other, but if either comes to regard it as the natural food of the mind, if either forgets that we think of such things only in order to be able to think of other things, then what was undertaken for the sake of health has become itself a new and deadly disease. Right. Well, we think should think of politics only so that we can be thinking of something else. But unfortunately, we think of everything else and make it political.
2: Well, and not enough people think about it because and they don't think about how much of an impact it has that's on right. their lives. That's right. So that's definitely something that uh, more people should think about and, and get involved in.
0: Here's and, your song, yeah. brother. Thank you for the call. Have a great weekend. Welcome back to The Seth Leibson Show, 602 five zero eight zero nine six zero um open lines anything you want we put a lot on there we probably did something pretty heavy in the first segment we lightened it up just a little bit update uh rashida talib's talk at a s u has been canceled it's good there's a problem at a s u man there is a problem we've got a professor who's the law school who's making up incidents. They've got uh, the intifada that took place over a student government meeting where Jews needed to be escorted by police to get back to their housing. And then you had this Rashida Talib, which only at the last minute was moved from place to place to place and finally is now. I think she's calling in by phone, something like that. I don't know why it takes ASU so long to figure out what the Sheraton figured out a long time ago. There's something wrong over there. Not a single of the th- of the 39 professors, not a single one of them, who said bringing Dennis Prager to campus at ASU was the purveyance of hate. Their words, Dennis Prager purveyor, not a single one of them had that to say about Tlaibb. In fact, several of them are siding with the students protesting on behalf of Hamas. Boy, are they upside down over there. But no different than many other colleges. We just thought maybe ASU would be different. Just thought maybe ASU would be different. Did Rick have a follow-up? Is that what that is from yesterday? Hi, Rick. How are you?
1: Hi, Seth. Thank the Lord for some good news. Yeah glad that uh, Tlaib has been uh, canceled. And uh, listen, Seth, I don't want to put you in jeopardy, but I would like uh, to get your answers. Uh, uh, So I've got four categories. Uh, Category one is statute enforcement, category two is TikTok AI, Uh, category three is is cleaning up the mess, and Category 4 is uh, pacifying the populace. So I'll just give you Category 1 here. And you you may have kind of answered. I think yesterday or day before you mentioned that uh, there is a statute on the books that prohibits supporting terrorist organizations. Who is supposed to enforce that, and why are they not enforcing it?
0: Well, that's a dang good question. I would like to see um I would like to see. well, here's how I would like to see it and how you could do it without having to to do general enforcement. Arizona Revised Statute 13-2308.01 is the Arizona Revised is the Arizona Statute That prevents material support for terrorism. Now, in Florida, they have a very similar statute. Yes. And it was based on the statute in Florida that the chancellor of the University System of Florida, Ray Rodriguez, took a look at the student organization called Students for Justice Palestine, looked at their writings, looked at their toolkit... Which is uh, a writing? It's a publication. No one's actually getting you know boxes. It's a the toolkit is a you know it's a it's a it's an advice piece of writing. Yes. It's a paper or an online um, m- m- series of memoranda. Yeah. And he looked at that and he saw within that toolkit that the SJP organization was affirmatively identifying. With the terrorist attack of October 7th supporting it, and that violated the statute in Florida, and so too here, several sections of our supporting material uh, material support for terrorism, several parts of it, where you can't provide advice, assistance, or direction in the conduct, financing, or management of an act of terrorism, knowing or having reason to know that an act of terrorism has occurred or may result... Um, yep. Where you cannot organize, manage, direct, supervise, or finance an act of terrorism; where you cannot provide advice, assistance, or direction the conduct, financing, or management of a terrorist organization; when SJP identifies as affiliating with Hamas and a terrorist action, and Hamas is on our terrorism, is is, is on our uh, forbidden terrorism uh, organizations with the State Department under federal law. This just isn't hard. The yeah. ASU needs to kick them off campus. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. We can probably lose that, I think.
1: I know you're going to rip my head off of that no, one. No, <laughs> I'm
0: not. I like Sonny and Cher, but we can lose that one. Um, I don't think we need any Sonny and Cher, really. Is there anything we need from them? I don't oh, think that's so.
2: That's the best hit. Nah, no,
0: it's not. <laughs> what? No, not even close. Have you seen their their greatest hits? Come on, it's not even their most famous. Come on, have you ever seen Groundhog Day? Uh, with with Bill Murray? Yeah. No. I, uh, uh, would yeah, you Would no. you rectify that this weekend, please? <laughs> would you please rectify that? I'm trying. To, I mean, I know what it is. I know Ovid He's a man who's stuck in a perpetual time loop. I I, I feel like, like I've seen it. It's at like, some like point saying Jaws is about years, a you know? Jaws is about a boat. Would you please go see it? Boat. Would you go see it? Would you watch it this weekend? Please, please, please! It'll be one of your favorite movies. Suddenly, I'm camping all weekend. No, you're not. <laughs> go see. You have to see Groundhog Day. You can't be. You can't be part of our culture. I can't be part of your no. culture. No, our, not mine, ours. Our American culture. culture. It's an inclusive culture. I like that. Please see it. All right, Rick. Did I answer your question?
1: Uh, yes, I, I, I think. I kind of have a little addendum to that. By the way, uh, I agree with you 100 percent, Seth. David, you should see Groundhog Day. Very important. Very important. <laughs> so uh, uh, the uh, enforcing authority, if I understand, understood you correctly, should be the university. Correct.
0: Well, it should start there before it has to get to a criminal action. I mean, I I would just suspend SJP right now saying that it's a violation of law to even allow this organization on our campus. Um, And that would be the justification for it. It's an illegal organization under Arizona revised statutes before it even has to come to a prosecution. Otherwise, the county attorney should... Yeah, look into opening up a prosecution into this order.
1: Okay, good, good. Yeah, because that's—I that's, mean—it's like the university just ignores. I mean, the the elites and and the left just kind of ignores whatever laws. Yeah, they well, they think ignore. any
0: speech is free, and just because you speak, it should be considered free speech. And go, yeah. if you hadn't had a chance, take a look at my piece with Josh Hammer in the American Mind. Okay. Uh, on free speech in the campus. Uh, you can just go American Mind, Hammer, H-A-M-M, two M's, H-A-M-M-E-R, H-A-M-M-E-R, H-A-M-M-E-R. and Lebson. Okay. Free speech Great. campus, Josh Hammer, Seth Leibson. This is the problem that relativism and letters where all speech just because it's speech needs protection. That gets, uh, gets protection and deserves protection. It's not true, and it shouldn't be true.
1: Yes, yes, right, yeah. Well, that's, that, that's where I was uh, going with that. Uh, you, you know, if... If this statute's on the books, then it should be enforced, and if it's not being enforced, then somebody (laughs) should be doing something about that is where I was going with that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good.
1: So TikTok AI. Yeah. Uh, My question is, do you think it's possible that TikTok is using AI to produce these "Quote unquote, millions and millions of students who are enamored with Osama bin Laden. No, they're real.
0: No, these students are real. They're They're real. real. I've looked up some of their accounts, and other papers have written about them. No, the kids are real. It's it's, okay. I wish. I wish. I wish it were AI. I wish this were an invention."
1: Well, I can I can see where TikTok My, might comp
0: is next. They're going to discover the brilliance of mine comp pretty soon. Yeah, we don't yeah, stop this. right. Yeah, but
1: I can see where TikTok might do that to try to mess everything up. You know, I think that's part of TikTok's. Uh, this is the, you agenda. know, I, there's
0: a lot I blame on uh, China. Yeah, and TikTok certainly is one of them. But uh, this is on us.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's terrible. I I mean it's despicable. It's incredible. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't I
0: don't I don't have words for it. I mean, we I just don't have words for it.
1: Yeah, it's mind-boggling. It really is to uh to the
0: students, the children in this country are not all right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's sadly true. Sadly true. Although thankfully there are a few of them that are. Yes, like of course. David.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, there are a few, and they stand yeah. out, but I don't know. I mean, you, how much harder is it to raise Davids and Rileys and people like right. that? How much harder in this environment? Do you know how well, much? And by the way, you put them back on campus, they're going to be in apprehension and fear.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and when you think that these in numbers in the millions that these are—, yes. are wacko you know yes Yes, that's scary there's something very wrong yeah so uh
0: but when i say the kids are not all right that means that the parents are not all right
1: yeah and that's and that's a big part of the problem the grand the parents and i think even to the grandparents
0: maybe maybe you know there's that Montesquieu point that uh if um if a country uh, loses a war because of the loss of one battle, one has to understand what the conditions of that country were that would let it lose an entire war based on the loss of one battle.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And this is this has been. What coming were the conditions?
0: For, yeah. What were the conditions here? Yeah.
1: Yeah, been coming for a long time. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 They
0: they have so, eighteen years of life, nineteen years of life under certain tutelage. And a week ago, they'd re- read a two-page—well, uh, this isn't a two-page letter. It's 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 a little bit longer than that. But they, they, they read for the first time, after 18 or 19 years of rearing, they read, Fulminations from bin Laden, and oh my gosh, Moses parted the Red Sea. They're on their yeah. way to freedom, you know?
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. There was this weird it's SNL been- skit that's going around. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it, David, from like eight years ago, where a parent looks like, you know— Any normal Midwestern parent is driving his daughter, any normal Midwestern kid, off at college. And he says, okay, well, do you need any money? No. Any walking around money? No. Well, I'm going to miss you. Do you need help with your bags? No, I'm all set. then he says, okay, well, it looks like your ride is here. and They're on the college campus now, and it's an ISIS truck coming to pick her up, you know? Eight years ago. Satire, eight years ago, reality today. Wow. Yeah.
1: Scary. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. yeah. So category number three.
0: Okay. I think cleaning it has up to be the, the last mess. one. Yes, go.
1: Yeah. And you made this point in your monologue a day or two ago. Yeah. Uh, they cleaned up uh, San Francisco in short order for China's uh, thug to come and, and meet with uh, our thug. Yeah. And I heard on the news today that uh in los angeles the uh refurbishing or whatever they call it of of the freeway that was damaged yep. due to the fire yep. that they said was going to take three to five weeks yeah. now is going to take a week and a half
0: yeah yeah
1: it isn't it amazing
0: yeah. what yeah. the
1: left can do
0: yeah.
1: when it yeah, when it is forced it's, to or it's It's when never it been about ability.
0: It's never been about ability. It's just about will. And you can do that with drugs. You can do that with our border. You can do it with crime. You can do it with so many things. Yeah, you bet. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. I got to run. Papa, ate. I did this one for you. You did. Papa, ate. well, I'll return the favor. What's on your mind? What's on my mind? Yeah. You must have questions. You're a young man. I've got a lot. Maybe we can talk about this with the rabbi because I see him coming in here. But uh, it's something that I'm hearing a lot in the news and on social media recently is the idea that um, – how should I put this? Young people are calling Israel an apartheid state. (laughs) How? I don't yeah. even. I haven't done enough research, and so yeah. it's, I'm still kind of confused on this one. But why are we letting them get away with revisionist history? Well, there's a lot of revisionist history. If they're not apartheid, they're colonialist. Yeah. If they're not colonialist, colonialist, they're racist. If they're not racist, they're uh, they're they're all settlers. If they're not all settlers, they're living in a state that was created by what they call the Nakba in 1948, which is a catastrophe. That is what Rashida Taleb at all call 1948 Nakba. It means catastrophe. It was a catastrophe to them that Israel was saying it's not an apartheid state. It's ridiculous. Um, you have uh, you have Arab political parties, Arab civil rights, political rights. More Arabs have more political and civil rights in Israel than probably any other country in the Middle East. Uh, Arabs try. <laughs> Try Arabs uh, who, who have alternative lifestyles and want to do the kinds of things Rashida Tlaib stands for here when it comes to social and domestic policy try to escape into Israel, and many do, so that they can get those rights, and uh, rights recognized and accorded to them. There are more Arab members of the Knesset than there are African Americans and Hispanics in the U.S. Senate as a percentage and as a number. Well, that's uh, interesting. Uh, there's Arab Supreme Court justices. There's last time I was in Israel, it was an interesting little moment. Um, we were going waiting for the gondola to take you up Masada, and um, it's a very big tourist attraction, as you can imagine. And uh, there was a school, obviously, of young. It wasn't. It was obvious to us. It was a school of about. Uh, I don't know, 25 children from an Arab school or an Arab country, I'm not sure which, visiting. And we're waiting for the gondola. You can only, you know, you wait like you wait for a gondola. And uh, I remember almost everyone there. I, I think everyone. I'll let them go first. I'll let them get the first gondola. Apartheid